Six years ago, my wife took nothing but an ideal and faith and turned it into a multi-million dollar business with multiple streams of income. As a woman possessed, she overcame all obstacles and created multiple streams of wealth that has impacted our family for generations to come. From mental health professional, to therapist, to author, to CEO, she is a constant reminder of the grace of God over her life. Get ready to listen to and take notes from Stanell, the money therapist, as she schools you on money, entrepreneurship, and life skills that was not taught. No more excuses. Wake up! What a great introduction. Thank you, husband, for that introduction. You're welcome. What? Welcome back to No More Excuses, Wake Up, where we talk about money, entrepreneurship, and life skills. So today, as you just heard, I have a special guest, my first guest, which is my husband, Tony. What's up? I'm good. How are you? How's everybody? There's nobody here. He just said, how's everybody? And he waved. So today we're going to talk about marriage and we're going to talk about relationships. We're just going to be ourselves. And we basically going to give you some information about who we are and how we got started, how we met. And um, let's go from there, right? Sounds good. Let's go. Okay, so we've been married for 11 years. Actually, it will be 11 years this week coming up on the 22nd of October. Yes, it will. Bliss. <laughs> you what? Bliss. Bliss? Bliss. 11 years of bliss, happiness. Oh, 11 years of bliss. And happiness. Okay. All right. So, you want to talk to them about our relationships since our topic is uh, marriage and relationships, which is under life skills. So, today's topic is definitely recovering life skills. Well, won't you tell them how we met and pretty much the conditions and where we were in our personal life at that time? So when we met, we have a blended family, and I don't know what you mean when you say conditions, so you're going to have to, since you said for me to say it, it will probably be better for you to say that, because all I know is we met, and I love you from the time that I not saw you, but once we started to develop a relationship, I started to quickly fall for you. But as far as conditions, I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, like, about. singleness. Um... Singleness is not a word. Oh, Really? Yeah, you want to look that up? Might have to on that one. I'm talking about being single and then, you know, coming into a relationship where you um, starting, you have to trust somebody. Um, You know, a lot of broken relationships before we actually got to each other, you know, created a lot of mistrust in everybody's lives and how we had to basically uh, find that trust with each other inside of God because it was only God that brought that gave us the ability to let go of our past and, you know, have us become trusting of one another. That's how I feel. Okay, so when we started out, we both were married before. And I I was married for about three years. That didn't last, like I said, it was three years. However, Tony was married twice before me. And one was for 12 years, and the other one was for about... Five months. I was going to say eight months. Yeah, five months. <laughs> okay, five months. Um, so coming from a different 
relationships and when we met blended families me having three children and as you all know by three different baby daddies as I always explain that in that way Tony having one biological child however he raised his ex-wife to children which was indeed his children so we came together with six kids but really four kids because the other two were grown it was a path so let's go into that let's just dive into it it was uh it was difficult you know for me trying to balance i spoiled my daughter you know it was just me and her so trying to balance three still trying to spoil my kid and not have her feel the difference of me in a in a relationship or in marriage with another woman, and, you know, I, it was it was difficult because I wasn't treating everybody like I treated my kid. It took a lot of growth on my part and on the family's part to actually uh, see these inconsistencies. Once I was able to identify them, I made a choice to just be the best husband and father I could be to everybody, and. That actually was a really good choice because my daughter then could appreciate the father that I was to, she's seen a difference in that I treated her like I treated everybody else. And and I think she actually welcomed that more than the favoritism that I was showing her because it brought resentment more likely from the other kids. So um, it, was, it, was a, it was a good uh, learning curve there when you're raising you know, kids and, and, and trying to blend your kid into that family um, core. And uh, it was a learning experience. I believe we, we've had our ups and downs and bumps. Yes. And with a lot of prayer and with God. You know, I can honestly say that our kids really do love each other. Like, they're, they love each other. They call each other. They contact each other. They support each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just, I, I appreciate the family core that we have. Uh, on many occasions, on most occasions, I'll say, especially like family functions, Thanksgivings, it's it, it's it's brought a lot of traditions. Being in a blended family to our family, to me, like when I was growing up, we had a Thanksgiving tradition already on my mother's side of the family. So that family tradition was already going on in Stanell's family when I came into their family of Thanksgivings and big gatherings and people coming together and. That's something that me and my my daughter was missing because tired of the family no longer having those family tradition Thanksgivings and it was really important to me. And when I came to Stanell and they were having it, it brought that whole family core tradition type thing back, which was really a warm feeling for just, I mean, my daughter loves it and I love it. So I thank God for that. Let's talk about when we met we actually met when i was out with my girlfriend and um tony was out with his boys and because tony's in corrections and um we were celebrating something i was actually eating crabs and we we met and we were married quick we got married quick yeah we met and was married in the same year so we met in april and we got married in october and those months honestly went so fast because we were not even consistent in our relationship. I actually stopped talking to Tony in August. I remember. He don't even remember all these details. I know. I stopped talking to him in August because Tony was not very upcoming with his other extra activities. And um, I'm not that type of person. Um, I just 
I'm I don't deal with that. I am it's me, it's only me and that's it. And nobody else. And because because he wasn't forthcoming, I really had love for him. It was really hard for me. So let's talk about that and then how we got married and you know, because we we really did not build a a strong foundation relationship. And that's what I really want to talk about. We didn't have a a strong relationship we were together for a year or two years or five years and then got married we literally it was april october 22nd we were married we met at the middle of april the end of april right before my birthday the week before and then we were married october 22nd and we've been together for 11 years and we've never been separated so let's talk about like how quick we got married and and tell them like talk about that talk well, about what god said to you how you felt about blended families, how you felt, like, tell them the frustrations that we went through. Well, at, at that time when we met, you know, she had three kids, and I wasn't trying to really have a, wasn't trying to marry somebody with three kids. I didn't mind dating her. She was beautiful. She had, you know, successful. She, you know, she had a master's. She had potential of marriage, but the three kids were a real deterrent. I didn't want to raise more kids. I didn't mind dating her, but I wasn't thinking about marriage. Plus, I had a lot of other stuff going on. So, Like what? Like females. I had other females going on. So, but I don't like talking about this because it leads But people to need to hear. But no, anyway. I'm not going to argue. Okay. I promise. Right. I'm not going to argue. <laughs> I'm but, not going <laughs> to argue. I want them to know the truth. I want. We're trying to help other people right. that's dealing with this. Tell them the truth. Right, well, I had a lot of females going on at the time, and it was just a bunch of uh, women. I was single, so that's what single men do, I guess. Huh. And um, yeah, single men do that. But when you dating somebody and that person think you dating them, then you not being forthcoming with that individual you dating, which all was I know me. Is my grandmother told me, if you ain't got a ring on the finger, you can do what you want to do. So that's what the situation. That was my mind. But tell that woman that, so that woman can know where she stands. So that way she can say, okay, I'm gonna do what I want to do, or okay, I'm not gonna deal with you because I'm not looking for this. True that. True that. It is what it was. You know what I mean. So anyway, anyhow, uh -huh. we uh, she even though we were dating and everything, and there was a lot of you know stuff going on, off and on, and stuff like that. She was the only woman that was bringing me to church. The only woman that of all the women I were seeing that was actually, we were going to church almost every Sunday. I have a faith background growing up. I was Pentecostal, you know, the whole speaking in tongue and all that. So I, I love the Lord. Honestly, I really do. And the fact that she was taking me to church meant a lot to me. It, it's so funny because... You know, we should listen to our parents because my mother, when she first saw her off my balcony in my apartment, she said, there go your wife. <laughs> I laughed because, again, she had three kids and I wasn't, I didn't want to see her like that. I, just, I like seeing her as a very beautiful girlfriend, somebody, you know. That he wanted to have sex with. Come no on doubt, now. No doubt, okay. No doubt. All right. So when his what mom seen me, she said, I hope Tony chooses you. And I was like, choose me. <laughs> what do you mean choose me? And she said, I hope Tony choose you, and that was it. And then I didn't know what she meant, but then I found out I knew what she meant because he was hoeing. Hoeing? <laughs> oh, well, okay, I was hoeing, whatever. But anyway, so she started taking me to church, and I've only had this happen to me two times in my lifetime. A window, just like I'm looking at, like into the sky, opened up, and I saw inside this window 
me and Stanel at the altar. And I'm like, God, you can't want me to marry her. And I kept looking. We were at the altar. I said, I do. She said, I do. Whatever. We got married. And when the window closed, I said, okay, Lord, if that's your will, I need to go dedicate my life to you because I've never been a real faithful person. So I need to uh, dedicate my life to you. You need to be the head of this. You need to take charge of this because I can't do it on my own. So I went down there, I got saved, and then I came back that night. We were home, and I told her what I saw. Uh-huh. And we got married. And he proposed. I proposed, and mm-hmm. a month later, we got married. And we, we got married in Virginia with a, um, no, we, um, he proposed on a boat in Virginia with, with all, uh, my family, he paid for everything, maybe like, maybe 10. I chose 10 of my family because my, my family is originated from Virginia. So we did it all in Virginia. But when we did get married, we were married in New Jersey. And we got married at the Justice of Peace, and it was just my niece, um, Disha, and my girlfriend, Tanya. They were our witness. And then we had a big, what you call it? Wedding ceremony. Wedding ceremony in January, and then we went to Jamaica. And we been together. And then let's talk about after that, that time frame, because I'm going to say the first three years were awful for me. They were they were not, they awful. weren't good. <laughs> it was not good for me. Well, the first three years, I, 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 I I question God a lot because it just didn't make sense that he would, you know, have us together. And then now we're struggling. So, you know, in this relationship. With what? Finances? Finances. Trust. Trust. It's just every issue that. We were struggling. We were, Tony said we were broke. I say we were struggling. We were struggling completely. We were were really struggling. It was so bad that when we go to the restaurant with all the kids, we would order all waters. I would bring the little dollar store packages. <laughs> the the what is it? The um little Kool Aid packages. packages as you know in the dollar store, and and have them to bring it and put it in their drinks. And then when the waiters come by, they'd be looking like I know. Wait, I didn't just, like looking confused. Some of the kids were embarrassed by it, but we could not afford drinks because that was like an extra twenty dollars. We couldn't afford it. It just was not. And I was cool with saying we cannot afford this right now. And Tony wasn't used to that. And that became a big problem because he gave Ryan everything. He never said no to her. And he felt like he was compromising their relationship as his being her, her father for us. And it became a problem um, on some occasions, you know, because we didn't talk about finances. We didn't talk about putting our money together. And that is another podcast when we really dive in and tell you the importance of being married and having your finances together because our finances were in the same account, but our finances were not together, if that makes sense to you. And so we always were in a negative. I think one thing that seriously helped those three years is that we stayed in church. We stayed before God. We prayed a lot. And Mm -hmm. things got better. I do believe that God being the center of our relationship kept our relationship together. From that point on in God, we developed, we started to develop trust in each other. So once we started trusting each other, when she started trusting that I loved her and trusted that I was not going to cheat on her and trusted that I, I was going to be there for her, she was able to just grow. I seen a, a person who, you know, was working for somebody is now working for herself. I seen someone who, you know, who didn't have enough money or didn't have money for this, you know, started to create wealth for herself 
because she didn't have to worry about this, that, and the third. Once she stopped worrying about me or what I was doing and this and that, because I really wasn't, we wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything. We were together. We did everything together. Me being, hanging out with her constantly, being around her constantly. We, we grew as a couple because we didn't separate. We were just basically together. And that built trust in her and trust in me and her. So we both had, you know, our own. I really didn't suffer from mistrust as much as she did, but that built me constantly being around her, built her trust in me and just learning each other and everything. And once you trust a person, I honestly believe that once two people are, are really together, it creates a growth period in both lives. I do believe that when the Bible says God saw man and said it was good, it's not good for man to be alone. He really meant that because that man can't grow inside of himself. No, nothing grows by itself, not a plant, not a, it needs other environments, other things around them in order to create growth. And I, that's just how I feel about it. I, I know that, that when two people come together and they're focused, that two people on the same channel can be explosive. Hmm. Two people can create wealth. So meaning that if you, one one thing that and we really wanted to talk about this that you mentioned that it's hard for me or you to move on in our endeavors of what God has created for us if the other person is doing something because you are not putting that doubt in that person's mind that person can be able to move forward right and what God has for them and and it's actually blessing the entire family is blessing me is blessing that you and everybody else well you can't create if you're worried about right now somebody else if you're worried about your spouse are you worried about your children are you worried worry doesn't create creativity mm. freedom creates creativity yes, once I like you're that. free to love somebody free to be in a relationship with somebody creativity comes i believe it comes out of love or or could come out of hate but i mean but worrying no there's no creativity in worrying because uh worry distracts you it makes your mind concentrate on the problem instead of a solution and worry does not lead to love worry leads to fear so and fear leads to you not being focused <laughs> yeah you know we walk in fear all the time but you can't be focused and you can't really walk in your truth and a lot of times I find myself having Tony talk to my girlfriends because I'm not a man. And he says to them all the time, if that man does not have your back in the things that you're trying to pursue. Tony, like this podcast, anything that I ask him to do, he may not want to do it, but he do it because of me. That's it. He do it because I asked him to do it and because I am sincere, not because he have to do it. He always say to my girlfriends, if your man does not have your back in the things that you want to do and you're sitting here and you're worried about them, you cannot ever complete your full potential unless you make some decisions that is important in your life so you can be able to focus on the things that God has created in you to do. Exactly. I believe that. Literally 100%. If you're not building, then what are you doing? If you're not building something, you're either going to be stagnated or you're going to be destructive. So in, in a relationship, it's always important for, I believe, that couples should build together and, you know, have a plan. You know what I mean? Like uh, my retirement, like 
you, I, even the way you build in my life, like I didn't know that I could create things, build beds, do floors, crown molding. Beds, floors, crown molding, bookcases. <laughs> he make our beds. He do everything to where I started a company for him. It's called Tony's Meticulous Carpentry. Right. Because I was like, hold up. Now, y'all know I'm about that money. But I was like, wait, like you really have a gift here. You really have a gift. So I got them licensed and insured in the state of New Jersey. And we're just waiting for the paperwork to come through. And that's what I'm talking about, building. Like, I, I was able to help her and, and her trust of me. And that led her to flourish into other areas of her life. Where but the creativity is already in her. She already actually had joy already written written out. But That's the, the after school program that I always talk about. The creativity that was always in her just needed to be released, and and just the fact that she was able to I was, she was able to feel love freely and love without threat. She was able to not worry about other things, but actually just focus on her. Not worry about me or the kids or anything because I had your back on all angles. You were able to just focus and let the creativity that's inside of you come out where. You know, you've created now wealth for both, for all of us, which was, you know, it was, it's a blessing because you found out your potential, your, you found out the, the gift that God has inside of you. And I found out the gift that God's had inside of me by us coming together. I never did carpentry or anything like that before. I never, I knew I could, you know, fix a hole in the wall, but I didn't know I could build a wall. You know what I mean? So it, it's a big difference. And just the fact that, you know, that us coming together is a simple fact, is a simple truth that. You know, it isn't good for man to be alone because I never would have tapped into, you know, the creativity of my spirit. And she never would have, without the right person in her life, probably tapped into the creativity of her spirit because chasing someone or something will not cause right. you to be creative in yourself. And I was chasing women and, you know, at the time. And, you know, if, if she was in a relationship chasing a man that's chasing women, she can't focus on herself. So... I'm glad and I'm grateful that God, you know, took our relationship in his control. Even from the churches we went to, uh, how God just just moved us from church to church. And each church we went to, the first church we went to was called... The first church. Well, we, we, when we met when, when I was at Bethany. Yeah, well, when yeah. I was at Bethany, well, we, we met, but Bethany. we weren't right, right because it wasn't. It was my church. It wasn't yeah, our church. Our church right. And then, then the second church was yes. Yeah. She don't believe that the church helped, but that the church did help. It helped me learn about grace, and that knowledge of grace helped me to apply it to my marriage. And how I applied it to my marriage is, if God can forgive me of all the things that I do, that I can also. I, and make and cause create change and make me a better person. I can commit myself to this marriage and change and become a better husband and a better father. And Pastor Hawkins, he spent a lot of hours in conversation with me about grace, about God, about love. And we, we you know, we were uh, relationships, well, not relationships, but church things. But as of grace and God, they taught me so much about the grace of God, which transferred over into my life concerning our kids concerning our marriage and things like that so then god moved us from there to another church and that church she met her mentor where shout out to dr valerie she's from, my angel yep and from there she met her and 
It just it just was amazing how God just moved us from one Robinson. place to another place. Yeah, Dr. Robertson. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing how God just moved us from one place to another place to cause growth. And I just say in, in relationships, you got to trust each other. You got to let each other grow. And you got to stay together. Like, you can't give up on it. God never gave up on you. And that was the main mm-hmm. part about that grace that I really, really got from Pastor Hawkins. That God never gave up on me. And how can I give up on something that God gave me? So if God gave me, me. My, yeah, if God gave me you. So I can't give up on something that God told me to do. He told me to marry you. I saw you. It was something that I couldn't give up on it. So if this is what God's will is for my life, I questioned it, but I never gave up on it. Mm. I questioned God. At the time we were moving, I'm underneath the tree, cutting the tree off the truck. And I'm like, you could not have meant this for my life. I thought you loved me. And that's what I told God right into the truck. But I, but I, I underneath but that we truck were at the moving. same. I know, but underneath that truck at the same time, I said, "God, I know you love me, and I know that you have my best interest in mind." And from there, I didn't give up. I was just—it was just so frustrating. So, so I'm gonna say this, and I always say, <laughs> I always say that one thing that I learned from Bishop Evans is that the different loves, and you have your free loves, you have your agape love, the different loves. And I always say to Tony, and I live by this, that when you have that Philo's love, that Philo's love is, hey, Tony, you have a house. I have a house. You have a car. I have a car. Why don't we take that, put it together, and let's sell your house. Come into my house. It's about possessions. It has nothing to do with love. There's a lot of things that we see that people that we know right now in our Hollywood do. That's not true love. But that agape love? That agape love is God's love. I cannot, I cannot, I cannot, as much as my kids hurt me, as much as they hurt my heart, I cannot hurt my kids. When you truly love somebody, like I love this man here, there's no way that I can. People say, well, you never know. I could not cheat on him because it will hurt him. And if I know it's going to hurt him, I'm not going to do it. And that's God's love. I will leave him. Before I cheat on him. I will not cheat on him. That will hurt. But it will hurt more if I cheat on you. Yeah, it will hurt more. And you found out about it. That would hurt. That would hurt. It will hurt me. That would hurt. It will hurt me too. Yeah, it might hurt you a little bit. You better tell me in public. I'm joking. I won't put my hands on you. But it would be good to tell me in public. But anyway... What I'm saying is when you have that agape love, you cannot, when it's, when it's God love and God is in it, you cannot hurt that other person. Right. I believe that. I do believe that. You can't. No you didn't believe bad. it at first, though. I mean. We will have these discussions at first. Tom. My whole thing is, is like, I, we can't live in the past. You know what I mean? We need to just. I'm not. I'm just trying to. Focus. To, I'm very focused. <laughs> I'm right. just saying it's been 11 years. And, yeah. I, and I mean, we went from. Nothing. We always had God, but we struggled. We struggled to take our kids to Disney. It was six years ago. We struggled. Like we struggled. I mean, the greatest thing that I could say is God took two people who had nothing and literally created and made them millionaires. I, 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 I mean, that's that's it in a nutshell. He made two people who had absolutely nothing, nothing. 
and I, made them millionaires. I don't like to talk about this. Show. I know you don't like to talk about this, but I this, never this like is, to talk about that shows the creativity, my finances, or how much. It's not. It's not. But it shows the creativity of God and how He took two people, brought them together, worked out their relationship, worked out their their feelings, put a commitment in a man that was not committable, and gave a woman who was very committable to a man who was not. And mm. how he he made turn mm. changed all that around, showed the man that it's a better life, and showed the woman what she can be in life. And I'm telling you, it's been the best. I mm. I, I wow. love my life way more than I loved my life when I was single. I, I I enjoy leaving my phone unlocked, and I enjoy if I leave my phone home when I go to work. So you don't miss them chickens? Back. Nah, I don't chicken. I like chicken, but I don't miss them. <laughs> I like chicken the food. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but I be specific <laughs> on what you like. I like. Chicken. If y'all see my eyes, like you talking chick- about you like chicken. Like what chick- kind of chicken? I like female Chick-fil-A. chicken or chicken chick. Okay. I like Chick Fil A. Okay. But I don't like chicken plucks. Pluck, pluck, pluck. I don't like those chickens now. Nah. <laughs> All right, be specific I'm and clear. Now. Those chickens don't like me either, so we good. <laughs> be clear, right? Okay. So when we met, you was forty-one, and I was. I just turned 30. I, mean, I was looking good then, too. You was, was. Oh, God. I was in shape. Ooh, I was looking at your passport the other day. What? I said, Jesus. Damn. Damn it. Oh, Lord. Oh, it was a mess. But anyway. <laughs> I'll get, get it back one day. God. Maybe, maybe not. I, I had journaled that. In my journal, I was like, I did not know when we met that night when I was in crowd. I was like, I did not know he was that fine, God. Mm-mm-mm-mm. You said, mm-mm-mm about I was, you? I was a bad man. I was a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all. Really? About you? Yes, yeah. But anyway, I was 32, 35. We're seven and a half years apart. Yeah. So I was something 30, and I just turned that age. I was 33, I remember, because. Mm. Um, Did you invite me to your birthday party that night? I didn't know you. I met you the week after, literally the week after, I had a party with my best friend. I had a party. It was all good. So, um, but anyway, let's say this to say as we Life close. is a journey. That's how I feel. It's, it's just a journey, man. And if you have God on that journey, mm. he will literally take you the best way to go. I, 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 I'm living proof because my life was going a whole nother direction. And he flipped it around, turned it around, and gave me a better life with Sometimes I felt like I I wasn't you weren't happy because you you always said and I'm gonna be transparent you always said did you you know I had money when I was like you did not have no money when you were single. Well, I had ghetto money. <laughs> What's ghetto money? Ghetto money is when you got enough money you know you got money in the bank a little you know you got a little money in the bank a little, little money in the bank yeah yeah you know I mean you can go go out every night if you want to and. You know, you're getting paid, so, you know, that, that check, that extra money lasts till the next check when you got another extra money. See, Lord, see, 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 let me tell you what the Lord did. The Lord just changed everything around. Mm-hmm. I never was really talking about finances, but I always was quietly in the finances. I always had a notebook, y'all. I literally always had a notebook and wrote everything down because I watched my mom write stuff down on envelopes and put her money in her, you know, when you put your money in your in your chest and 
it was for certain things. So her food money would go in a compartment in her chest. <laughs> like she may have like two chest envelopes. And I watched her write everything down. And I know that came from her. So when we were together, I still, I wrote, I had a notebook. I remember going into the bank one time and I was writing stuff down. And this man came up to me and he saw it. He was like, wow, I'm impressed. I don't know if it's because I was a black girl. And I was writing things down and I was like clear. I had everything outlined of what I spent, but I never really, you know, really had a budget. And again, that is another topic, but we were, we were not money savvy. Like we really struggled. Yeah. We struggled really, <laughs> we struggled. And to see from that to now, and and that's why I said that, you know, I was going to be transparent because I know you used to always say, well, you know, before we met, I had money because we we, we had a, a like that three-year stretch, maybe five-year stretch of most of our arguments were money and our relationship. I don't think it was five years. I think it was three. It was, it was a rough first. It was a rough start, but I mean, yeah, it was you just, you got to, you got to believe in the other person, the other person got to believe in you. And even though you're arguing and fussing and whatever, you got to believe that, that person loves you and you love and that and you love that person and everything's going to work out. I mean, I mean, if you don't have faith in, in God and faith in, I think a lot of relationships break up because they, they lose faith in each other or they lose the willing to go through something. You know, every day's not going to be sunny. Every day's not going to be rosy. Every day, you know, you gonna have bad times. I mean, but when the bad times show up, you gotta remember the time when, you know, like in my time when I had cancer. I knew you was gonna say. I that. didn't do one day alone. Like she was there the whole time, and I don't know that that holds so much weight in my heart because to. I owe you. Uh, I owe you basically my life because I was about to leave that hospital. I, I didn't want to wait. I, I was impatient. And if you didn't, and the nurse didn't trick me into um, going back to that room, I would be dead right now. Like, literally. So, I, I, I'm grateful that, you know, that God knew what I needed. And he knew what I needed. And I'm grateful for him for that. Mm, like, I, that's crazy. God and, knows what you need yeah. when you don't need it. Yeah. And he provides. Wow. Yeah. That was that's emotional. It is. It is. I mean, like if relationships, it got to be a God thing, or it's not going to work. That's how I see it. it it's got to be, and you don't have to be godly because I'm not a godly person out there. I mean, I, I love God, but I don't go to church. Tony, you're calling. I don't grew up in the church. I, I love God, and I think that's the base of my heart is all about God. But I've lost a lot of faith in, in church over the years from you know just going to these different churches and. But it, it doesn't destroy. It's not church that you need to be in love with. You need to be in love with God. And God in a relationship can really keep it together, grow it, fertilize it, and turn it into something beautiful. Turn it into a 11-year happy marriage. Happy. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to say anything before we head out? We're about to go jet skiing for the first time. She's about to go jet skiing for the know. first time. Or wind sailing, something that I've never done either. So either we're going to get lost in that ocean, or we're going to be back next week. Or she's going to be back next week, not me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. So I hope that you all enjoyed this, you know, and this was all about life skills, this topic, marriage and relationships. 
And when I have Tony on the show again, we will dive in and talk about our finances and exactly mm-hmm. how we got out of fifty thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah, and 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 what we do, you know, till this day, like we're going to share it with you, everything, even when we splurge, we're going to share that with you too. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Come on, Tony. What y'all need to do? No excuses. No more excuses. No more excuses. Wake the hell up. What? Wake the hell up. No more excuses, y'all. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Y'all need to wake Wake up. Thank you for listening to No More Excuses, Wake Up. If you love the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes or Spotify. To learn more about me and my different agencies and what I do, go to StanelleMyersEnterprises.com. While you're there, check out Money Therapy Institute and watch my video where you will see me doing a little acting, showing you how I fought and kicked down closed doors. You can also click on Stanella Money Therapist and get my free budget spreadsheet. And of course, you can email me at contact at StanellaMoneyTherapist.com. I'm also on social media on Facebook at Stanella Money Therapist and Instagram at Stanella the Money Therapist. No more excuses. Y'all know what y'all need to do. Wake up.